everybody, welcome to Football After Dark Overreaction Sunday, or Oof Ouch Sunday, as it's been in the league lately. Today I'm joined by uh, professional sports broadcaster, PFF employee, Nate Kuyper. Hello. And Corey, who is playing what at the moment? Nothing. I'm um, fully dedicated to the podcast. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> you just said you were playing some at the same time. You're pulling a Matt Dustman. What are you playing? Nothing. Uh, according to Discord, he's playing Genshin Impact. Oh, okay, he's playing Genshin. Okay, cool. Yeah, according to Discord. Yeah, that's a good game. I like that game. I just, I just don't have enough time to put time into that game and Destiny Two. So, <laughs> big time sinks, you know. Yeah, right. big, that's. I don't play time sink games anymore. I only play uh, Odyssey for, you know. Over hundreds of hours. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Speedruns are time sinks. <laughs> as somebody who's been running the same game for like 10 years, speedrunning is a time sink. But anyway, football happened today, and a lot. There's a lot of crazy yeah. shit happened today. A lot of crazy shit. Um, Where do you want to start? I want to start with the, with the Joe Burrow injury. Um, Something I truly believe is just like bad for the league as a whole. Um, you you mean on a on just a macro level? Yeah. Okay. I just uh, it just it's always bad to see somebody like starting off their career that promising just for them to like lose the entire year. Yeah, I think we behind that offensive line. I think we saw injury coming especially with how much he was dropping back and throwing it every game. Like it was literally 30 times, at least every game. And I mean, we, I think we all seen it coming, but I don't think we, we, we definitely didn't want it to happen, but we didn't think it would be this magnitude either, you know? Right. What's so sad about it too, is that the Bengals can operate with this, like, Oh man, like, Injuries happen, you know, we're just going to come back and we're going to be, you know, we're going to make sure Burrow is is right and he's okay. Like, no, you need to, like, by this time next year, I shouldn't say by this time, but by the start of the 2021 NFL season, if the Bengals don't have the minimum four new starters on that offensive line, there's something wrong. Like, this, this has been something that everyone has been... I joked the other day that I have a friend who's a Bengals fan. And he literally said that there was a petition going around to like not have Burrow play against the Steelers to help prevent him from getting hurt. And he didn't get hurt against the Steelers, but it was the very next week. Yep. And I understand injuries happen and freak injuries happen, but this is just something that you have to, you have to like, not see it coming, but he was, he's just been getting his ass kicked all year long, and it sucks, dude, because I like Burrow, and Burrow's really good. And if the Bengals aren't expecting him, like, like I, I, don't, I don't even know, like, when can you expect him to come back? I mean, we're in late November, and if he has a severe knee injury... It looks like at the bare minimum... Even without 
um, a further MRI, they already know it's an ACL tear. So, right. so you're looking like he actually might miss time going into next year. Like it might be like two or three weeks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the timing of this injury is just horrible. Yeah, you do not want to. You don't want to see those kind of season-ending injuries at the midway point. Because right. it, it always but, extending that timeline. The good news is uh, ACL repair uh, science is better than it's ever been because of, unfortunately, everybody they've tried to uh, had repair ACLs mm-hmm. on. So there is a possibility that he's ready by training camp. Not training camp, but, you know, the off-season, uh, preseason workout, whatever goes on next year with everything happening. And, so that's, and- that's the only good news from this. Yeah, it's we know that ACL injuries don't define careers like they used to. I mean, Deshaun Watson tore his ACL the first his first season ever. And obviously he's come back and and made a really nice career. So hopefully Burrow can come back and hopefully for the love of God, Cincinnati needs to fix this offensive line, like a complete overhaul of it. Oh, yeah. And. Hopefully he can come back and play well. I, I think Cause he I, will. I, yeah, because I think he's a superstar in the making. Oh, hundred percent. That kid's so. That kid's really good. Nuts. He's really, he's yeah. really good. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, what do you wanna, what do you wanna discuss? Um, I'm looking forward to the future without Drew Brees, so I can watch Taysom Hill fumble three times again. <laughs> Uh, man, moment. that was frustrating to watch. I mean, it's literally been happening all year, and it's like even on like the limited touches, and we're talking about giving him like full control of the ball, pretty much. You know, it's not. I don't know if it's something we have to pay attention to and work on. Is it like because I obviously I was watching uh, I was watching Red Zone. Were they all just like because I don't think he lost all of them, right? D- didn't he like get a couple of them, like retain possession on a couple of them? Yeah. Or were they or were they all losses? No, he retained some. Um, but they're all like it's when he's usually it's when he's running the ball, and it's. I, I don't know. It's it's when they're like peanut punching, like behind them, like you know what I'm saying when they do the uh-huh. mm-hmm. swing their arm around, and it's, he's just I don't know. He just doesn't expect it at all, no matter how many times it happens. You're got the Saints' defense in the second half of this game. That might be the best second half of defensive football that any team has played all year. Like I, that, I that is not, that. that is not hyperbole. Like I wasn't there a point where the, the Falcons had negative one yards of offense. The they had negative four yards. Yeah. Like that is, that is incredible. Like, like to put together a defensive performance of that level is insane to think about so 
I don't know. I think this was a we were all joking in the group chat. Corey mentioned that this game didn't matter because whoever won the first game is going to lose the second game two weeks from now. So, uh, yeah. so you you can you can you can mark the Saints down as at least four losses right now. So <laughs> we'll see what happens in in two if, weeks. I don't know if I buy that this year, dude. If it happened last year, man, and last year like nobody expected it. So we'll have to see. I like, but I think the Saints' defense is better this year. It is. No, I definitely yeah. think it is. Also, I just wanted to let you guys know that I, I got a pizza delivery, and then the dude told me to enjoy my food. Almost said, you too, um, before he left. <laughs> enjoy my food. Oh, oh you're you doing Thanks, have a good night. I can't wait till somebody does that, and I just start hanging out with them. Like, I just go into their house and sit down. Like, hey, I said, okay, I'll enjoy your food with you. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to talk about this Tennessee Titans Baltimore Ravens game. I don't know what happened to the Ravens defense in this game, but when you have when you have AJ Brown, who I put in the group chat, apparently they just make Ole Miss receivers are just made in a laboratory because. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are just both just absolutely insane level athletes. Not only did you have a play where AJ Brown basically dragged a man 10 yards into the end zone, Nick- but then Nichols when, helped. Nichols did help, but I mean, he was AJ Brown was contacted like 10 yards before Nichols even got to him. And then you get into overtime and now, and then this one isn't as shocking because Derrick Henry does this a lot. But like, then you have a Derrick Henry run where he's just like gliding against the defense and just bats people off of him and ices the game with a run. All right, it's one of those second half Derrick Henry runs. Yeah, just a just a classic second half Derrick Henry run where he just bodies through people, and you know. I'm, we mentioned it in the in the preview episode. This game, it's cliche to say that a game in the NFL is a must win because there's only 16 games. So it, it raises the level of importance. Yeah, but this like was kind, this this is this is a that was a must win game for Baltimore because if you go look at the AFC playoff picture right now, they're not in it. Believe it, they're not in the playoff picture. Because Indy, and of course we'll get to that game, but Indianapolis won. So now Baltimore at six and four is out of the playoffs. And if they lose to Pittsburgh next week, it will be impossible for them to finish any higher than fifth. Man. So this is a massive massive game for Baltimore on Thursday, like literally a must win game. Like if they lose this game, their season could be in dire, dire jeopardy. And it, and like, it always sucks to have that kind of pressure on a short week too. 
a sh- yeah, a short week. They're on the road. It's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And their and their defense just got more injured as the game went on. And it just seems like Pittsburgh is just continuously carrying this momentum. Or they Yeah. Yeah. It's they're playing like they're still playing sloppy. But I think and I don't think it's ever been Pittsburgh's MO to play pretty though. I don't know. It's like that's just not no. a Mike Tomlin Pittsburgh team. No, that the the third quarter in this game against Jacksonville was really bad. Um I think here's the thing. We were playing really well in the first half. Like the offense was doing well. We had those two back-to-back touchdown drives, right? And then in the third quarter, we came out and tried to run the ball. And we can't run the ball. <laughs> like the Steelers just cannot run the football. So it kind of was just like, okay, here we go. We're going to try to run the ball and, you know, we're not going to be able to, and Jacksonville's going to get back in the game. And they didn't because the Pittsburgh defense just utterly bludgeoned the Jacksonville offense. But like, I think another part of this was with no fans. I was thinking about this the other, like as the game was happening with no fans in the stands, right? Uh-huh. You know how, like, in between plays, like, you'll see, like, offensive players and mostly defensive players, like, kind of, like, hyping crowds up and, like, talking to each other and dancing to the music, whatever? Yeah. Now, now that there's no crowd, I feel like... and I, I haven't seen anything that proves this. This is just, like, a hypothesis. Okay. You know that in stadiums, they flash, you know, the scores from around the league on on the scoreboards, right? Right. On, and part of me wonders if like Baltimore is you know struggling to put Tennessee away and they keep peeking up at the scoreboard, right? And they're seeing like, oh man, like Pittsburgh's fucking kicking the shit out of um uh out of Jacksonville. Yeah. Like the Browns are putting it to the like they're seeing all of these other AFC teams winning their games like convincingly and like they keep peeking up at that scoreboard and next thing you know like Lamar's taking sacks on third down and they're getting a bunch of penalties and they can't they keep kicking field goals in the red zone like I wonder if like that was happening because you know that they flash it across the the, these jumbotrons and when there's nothing else to really look at and nothing else to really do in between plays nowadays I wonder if like that was happening in, w- with Baltimore because Baltimore just looked entirely. They just looked like how they've been looking in the in the second halves of these games. They just get, leth- I don't I don't want to say it's lethargic. They just get like the big plays aren't there. Like Marquise Marquise Brown in this game had no catches, none, 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 zero. He's been, they haven't been able to get him the ball like all season, right? And that's uh, we've talked about it before. How he's like tweeting, like, "Why have soldiers if you're not going to use them?" or whatever he said. You know, Des Bryant has been there for less than a month, and it already feels like this offense is more willing to throw Des Bryant the ball in key situations than Marquise Brown. Like, does does anyone else get that vibe? I feel it for sure. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how you fix that. Like, how do you fix that? You can't. It's it's week. It's about to be week twelve. I I don't know. I mean, the Ravens. I don't want to say their season 
hinges on this Thursday night game. A chunk of it has to, right? But yeah, I mean, because like I said, I don't, I don't want to repeat myself, but just think about it. If Baltimore loses this game, they cannot win. They flat out cannot win the AFC North. It's impossible. So at that point, their only chance to make the playoffs would be a wild card berth, right? They've already lost to Kansas City. They've already lost to now Tennessee. And they, I mean, they whooped the shit out of Cleveland. But Cleveland's schedule is so much easier than theirs. Like, this is, it's it's troubling. Like, Baltimore is in a position where, and meanwhile, Pittsburgh's just kind of like, yeah, like, whatever, you know. (laughs) Pittsburgh's going into this game like, yeah, we, we, we want to win, but if they don't win, it's like, I don't know. Playing with that level of pressure on a short week on the road, your defense no. is heavily injured. Like it's a, it's going to be a big deal. The recipe for disaster. Yeah, it really is. Um, so strange because just a short while ago we were all talking about Baltimore. Basically, had like the best on paper defense in the NFL. Had like good, strong, at least regular season momentum coming from last year. Mm-hmm. And like injuries has hurt that a lot, and. It's that offensive regression, dude. It comes for everybody. So, speaking of wildcard teams, oh boy, Justin. Um, they, <laughs> that was... That was about... I don't, I don't want to say that was like... This is probably... I don't, I don't want to say that was classic Packers. But my goodness. Classic modern Packers, man. When I saw the score going into the half, I was like, man, Green Bay is not leading by force. Fucking lose. <laughs> it, it, it just felt like... This team has... The, the, speaking of momentum, like we were talking about before, it seems like this team has, like, none. Oh, it, no, they don't. <laughs> it's, 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 it's They go into a game, and they score points. And if they don't score enough points before it hits halftime, everything disappears. So strange. And the Packers have been this way for the better part of like four years now. And I'm not sure what it is. Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it... I, I, think, it, I think last year you can point to... Um, Matt LaFleur didn't know how to adjust in the second half. The adjustments are definitely better. I will oh, say yeah, that, that, that's what I was saying. Like the, uh, that's not the problem this year. I think the problem this year is for one, you guys can't stop the run. We know that. Which it sounds, it, it sounds like goofy that like, it's harder to protect a lead when you can't run the ball. But when a team knows they can run the ball on you, it makes it, Harder to hold on to big leads because the opposing offense can just do whatever they want. Like Indianapolis is down 14 points, but they're like, well, we don't have to abandon the run because Green Bay can't stop it. So then it just becomes this. It's not like that classic situation in in football where like, okay, you're down two scores. You know, you kind of got to abandon the run game for the most part. You don't have to do that against the Packers. I think that has to do with it. And then another thing is just just really bad situational key mistakes that 
Like, there was a moment where it felt like the Colts committed holding on 10 straight plays. Every time Jonathan Taylor touched the ball, it's like, all right, we're holding. Right. Right. And yet, somehow, still, the Packers weren't able to capitalize on it. And I don't, I just don't know. Like, this would be, this would have to be one of those situations where you'd have to, like, go back and watch the game, like, watch the film from the game to figure out, like, what the hell happened in this third and fourth quarter that made this game what it was. And now, now Green Bay is still easy, like, Green Bay's safely in the playoffs, right? I don't think Green Bay is in any danger of losing the North. You know, Minnesota lost today. Detroit got, oh my God, Detroit got shut out by Carolina, which is just, I don't know how Matt Patricia got back on the bus. <laughs> like, you got shut out by a t- Think about this, not to transition games randomly. Detroit got shut out by a defense that gave up 46 points last week. Yeah. Like, when's the last time a defense gave up over 40 and then followed it up with a shutout? I don't see it often. That would be an interesting, that would be an interesting one. But anyway, Green Bay is safe. Green Bay is going to be in the playoffs. Green Bay is going to win the NFC North, right? Right. There's no, I don't think there's like any contest in that. The other teams no. are just too bad. But like, that's... <laughs> But how could you feel confident? Right, that's the thing. Like, how do you carry that? How do you carry that into the postseason? Like, taking these absolutely strange losses. I I don't know. Well, the the the, the Tampa Bay loss wasn't strange. The Tampa Bay loss was just a an that was ass just, kicking. Well, they just got they just got ransacked. Basically, yeah that that was just an ass kicking, but. Is is Marquez Valdez Scantling ever going to get another target ever again? He's not going to get one next week. I can tell you that he will. I think uh, because like Aaron Rodgers still like there's. I don't know if you give up. I don't think they have a. I don't think they have a choice. I feel like they have to throw him the ball. I don't think you have to look any further than Monte Adams or. Um. They very similar vibes. Real quick, I did, just as a quick a quick aside for um for Devonte Adams. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, I was listening to a podcast earlier today, the Adam Lefko show, and they were talking to. I want to say his name is Matt Harmon. I think that's what his name is. He works for Yahoo Sports, and he has this like individual statistical tracking thing that he does called uh, reception perception. And he basically like rates receivers like their catch rate and their ability to run routes and stuff like that. And he does like the whole percentile thing, right? Like what percentile do you fall in? Devonte Adams, I did not know this. Devonte Adams, in his second year as a pro, okay, was in the first percentile in uh like receiving ability, right? And route running, like oh yeah, like separation, which is the worst you can possibly be, right? Right. Right now, I don't know what year he's in. Was it? Two, it's his sixth year, right? Because yes. he was in the 2014 class. Right. He has gone from the first percentile to the 99th percentile. Like his, <laughs> he has literally gone from worst to best in five years. And it's pretty crazy to think about that. 
Um, but just getting getting back to putting a bow on the whole Green Bay point, the Saints are rolling. Um, the Buccaneers, we already know that that seems to be a terrible matchup for Green Bay. We already know about the issues Green Bay has had with Seattle in the past. Like, how, like who do you feel confident against? That's the thing. Like, who could you feel? Who could you possibly feel confident against? And then you have the entire NFC West, right? The Rams and the Cardinals, who I know just lost, but the Packers. I know that. I know that if MVS holds onto the ball, I get it. Like, if MVS holds onto the ball, maybe they win. No, that has nothing to do with it. It should have never gotten to that point in the first place. It, exactly. It that's, should have never gotten to that yeah, point. That's. I really don't care if MVS held onto that ball or not. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, especially since, like, just before that, he made the he made the play that got it to overtime. So, like, what do you fucking want? I I can't. Because like MVS made a play on that ball, on that touchdown. Yeah. Oh no, he did. He for sure did. So like we, like receivers, like it's hard to find a receiver perfect 100 percent of the time. And like I know MVS has like more problems than a lot of number two receivers on teams, but. Like I, like I said, he gives me hard he gives me hard vibes with Devontae Adams early in his career. Um, big cases of the dropsies. And yeah, he's just, still just, he's very young, you know. What a yeah, second. Gotta, gotta fine fine tune it. Right, and he'll get better. I think. Um, I think he's really fast, able bodied. He'll get there, but it, it's it, you can't pin that whole game on him. No, it should have never gotten to that point. You're right. Um, so next thing I want to get to, uh, it seems like we have to change our opinion on the Patriots week to week. It seems like, like they have the big Sunday night football win against the Ravens. And then they have whatever the hell today was against the two, two win, by the way, two win. I want to, I want to preface that two win Houston Texans. And they lose. Yeah. And I have a hard time believing that we should be considering them in the playoff picture anymore. Like, I really think we need to be, you know, considering that this is going to be the first year in almost our lifetimes where we see the Patriots not make the playoffs. I just don't see how they do it. Me neither. (laughs) They don't. Um, I think that's okay, actually. That's a, that's what the, that's not what this year was about, right? And I did like Belichick knew that, and he's already talked about that. Where he's in, yeah, like uh, the team's in cap hell. I think be... I think we did. I think we now know though that we could count on Cam being able to be the quarterback of the future. I agree. Patriots. Oh, yeah, we, don't know so. gonna, we don't know if it's going to happen or not. I mean, he I, for most of the day, he was leading the league in passing yards for the day. I think he had over 350 yards passing, and that was one of our biggest things with him is, 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 is he's going to be able to pass when we need him to pass, and he did it today. He, you know, 350 yards passing, and he's able to run that offense with – the whatever receivers that they put out there with them. I think they just need help on defense. They just need to build that defense back up and 
get some offensive talent. <laughs> right. There, there's a lot of cap space that they're spending on players that they don't have. You know, they've had issues with offensive line health. You know, I, I don't think this is going to be a long-term thing with the Patriots. And I agree that I think Cam is proving that Cam can, Cam can get you somewhere. Like you're not dead in the water with Cam Newton at quarterback. No, he can he can win you games. Oh, for sure. But man, like some of this offensive talent, and then like to flip it over, I saw a really good tweet. It was from Mina Kimes, where it was like Deshaun Watson is living proof that wins shouldn't be quarterback stats. Yeah, because damn, like he's been balling out all year long it's just the texans can't seem to get a win together but this was a good win i mean this was a team that like i said they just they coming off what was it two straight wins they just beat the ravens you know and now it's kind of becoming this thing where like they beat them last year this is becoming like a matchup that bill belichick seems to struggle with like he has a hard time dealing with deshaun watson I don't know what it is because I remember it wasn't it like two years ago the Patriots played the Texans and they had that like bullshit touchdown to Brandon Cooks that should not have been a touchdown but it was a touchdown because he didn't possess the ball like the Texans could easily have won their last three games against the Patriots and I don't know. It just seems to be a matchup that the, the Patriots struggle to struggle, struggle to get through. So also, I just want to point out that this. Uh, this this Vegas, Kansas City game has been absolutely bonkers. Um, we're about four. There's about four minutes left in the first half, and it's 14, 14. Neither team has punted. Uh, <laughs> So it's just been four straight scoring drives. So uh, this is it's pretty nuts. So I think and I think the Raiders are about to go for it on fourth down too in the goal line. So um, what's the next game we want to talk about? One of the afternoon games. Oh, no, they are going to kick a field goal. Uh, I don't like the fact that Flores sat Tua. Me neither. That was, I don't know. I don't, you got to let your, those young quarterbacks take the losses like that. You have to put your faith in them, you know? Seems like he's being incredibly protective of Tua. I mean, he did get sacked six times that game. So, like, I don't know. You got you to gotta be yelling at your offensive line, not sitting your quarterback. Right. Did, uh, did they... He didn't have any. In, he wasn't like hurting or anything. No. Was he? No. 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 Well, do you think that? I get what you're saying, but don't you think that maybe the benching was a? Your, I mean, wasn't the benching kind of that? Like, hey, you're playing bad. I'm gonna put Fitzpatrick in to try to get us back. Like, isn't that a? Isn't that kind of what you're doing to Tua? Like, you're kind of saying like, hey, man, like we can't have you playing this bad. Like, we need to find a way to win, and the way they tried to go for it. I mean, Fitzpatrick almost did it. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, he, he did what Fitzpatrick did, and turned the ball over in the end zone. That's why he hasn't been a career starter for any team. Yeah. 
I think it's. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kill the mood like that, but it's. No, you're right, though. No, he's. But that's why he's like one of the best backups in the NFL because he's incredibly capable. But he is. He has. Like, he's prone to so many problems. He's. He's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Well, he'll see. He's. He's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. Especially with that defense and special teams, you could win. Yeah. Like, the Dolphins teams had a takeaway in the last 18 games. Like, I. My buddy that I do daily fantasy with, we make a lineup together each week. He, the first pick he had today, out of anybody he could pick, is he picked Denver's defense. And it was at, at that moment, I was like, oh shit, they're playing in Denver. I don't think two has ever played like cold weather that high up, that altitude. It's going to be he might have a bad game, and that's what happened. He just wasn't used to the weather and the altitude, I don't think. Yeah. Matt, what the hell's happening in this game? Uh, it's a track meet, but then we held him to a field goal, so fuck the Raiders! Hello! <laughs> Hi, Matt! Hello! Man, dude, like, we've been, talk- we've been talking about all the, uh, all the games, obviously, so... Nice. Uh, I saw a couple things. I worked all day. I, I what's football, dude? Well, the Ravens lost. Yeah, I saw that they lost. Did the Packers win? No, nope. no, they lost in overtime. They didn't score that touchdown. They had to kick a field goal and go to oh, oh Packham boys. The big, the big Packham boys. So the actually, Packham Indy lost. got the lead. The, the Ravy, the Ravy guys lost. The Brownie boys won. AFC oh, North fucking... no, shook up with just Pittsburgh very convincing. Tua, Tua is Tua for one or something like that now. <laughs> he's no, three. He's, he's three he's and still, one. He's still he's still Tua for Tua for games. He finished as a starter. Oh, what he what he get benched? Yep, they put in Fitzmagic. That's what Ouch. we were just talking about. Oh, that's not good. Now now you got the now you got the Dolphins playing the Ryan Fitzmagic game. Ah oh, no, no, you can't uh, do that. Flores, Flores says two is the starter for next week. He was just getting benched this game. That's shitty. That's it was a one possession game. What the fuck? It was That's what I'm saying. <sighs> you gotta let those rookie quarterbacks take those losses. I mean, look at Herbert. <laughs> You're gonna let Herbert go out there and take fucking. Oh yeah, did they win or lose? Year. Did they win or lose? They, they won today. Chargers won. Joey Burrow got hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. badly. Tennessee an Altair confirmed. Ooh, who hit him? Who hit him? Uh, it's, uh, it, he was like gang tackled by the the football team. That's fucked up, dude. Really hope they so. keep that as their name because we just say we don't say watch it, we just say the football team, and it's like it's gang, gang tackled by the football team. So anyway, that's pretty much like my contributions to football today. No, you're. It's fine. Um, I guess the only other noteworthy. Can we, can, we trash, can we trash Carson Wentz for a bit, dude? I think we're getting to that point. Like I've been, it, I've been. You know, you guys yelled at me so fucking hard during the off season. I was like, Carson Wentz isn't that good, and y'all ganged up on me. He's. God, I talked about this before. He's like, he's like fucking. 
Dr. He's, Pop Brett Favre. He's, like, he's, 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 no, no, no. He's just, he's just upper northeastern Jameis Winston. No, no, see, I think, I, I, no, he's, I don't think, I think he's, he is marginally better than Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston might be better now. I don't, actually, I don't know about that. I, don't, I think Jameis still would have thrown a couple touchdowns. Yeah, maybe. Also, Matt, we can hear the wind if you have your windows down. That would be the rain. It's not the window. Well, I mean, it's it's car shit. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm probably just gonna I'm probably just gonna let you guys finish the show anyway. I just wanted to poke in because I saw y'all recording. Oh, oh, well, have a safe drive home, bud. Thank you. Uh, football after dark is available on Twitter, Patreon. It's probably too early for that, but that's what I say. You were only like a half hour in, so yeah, it's pretty early. <laughs> Matt, I, I do. Matt, I do have one question. Matt, I do have one question for you, though. Yeah, what's up? Well, it was with that uh, Matt Ryan pick today. God, dude, he fucking burned me Man. hard. I didn't. Oh, why why did he well, play so fucking bad? What the fuck was that about? Because <laughs> he got sacked eight times. God. Damn it, dude. Through two interceptions, sacked eight times. You'll love to see it. Well, I mean, yeah, as a Saints fan, I'm sure you love to see it. As a fantasy owner of Matt Ryan, I did not like to see that. Cam- Play him into the hottest defense in the league. Doesn't doesn't Cam Jordan have a record for sacking yeah. one person the most times it's Matt Ryan? Yeah, 20 sacks against Matt Ryan. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Three today. <laughs> That's just insane. I'm gonna have to go back and like watch the highlights and all the stuff stuff at home. I mean, there weren't um, very many highlights for Matt Ryan. You know, well, yeah, obviously not him, but I, I want to like see some of the stuff that happened today. What a lot but, of nice uh, stuff. I'm, I will say, Taysom Hill has a deep ball, and it was nice to see that on that, the Saints. Except for that one uh, flea flicker thing. Well, yeah, well, oh, yeah, that was not good. That was not good. Oh, was, man, you yeah, know who? Was, do, you really know bad. who doesn't have a deep ball? Oh, who's that? Cam Derek Newton. Clark? He could not get the ball into the end zone on that hail mary. That was not good. Oh yeah, that was actually kind of concerning that he couldn't get the ball out there. We, we already know I, that the Cam Newton doesn't have like doesn't have a deep ball. We've known Matt, that. Matt, the whole Chiefs career. are gonna punt. Oh no! What? <laughs> it was uh, a third down and fourteen. The Chiefs punted. It's over. <laughs> It might be over. It real real talk. It might be over if they punt dude, hard. It, dude, it's the first punt of the game. No one else has punted. That's it's not a good sign. Disgusting. <laughs> now the no, defense. No, what's the defenses are going to show up in the second half? I it, sure hope so, dude. I I I need you know Kansas City defense to stop letting the check down run for thirty fucking yards. Yeah, that'd be nice. I feel that pain. Every play, every play, play action. Ah, Nobody's open. Check down. He breaks the tackle. What the fuck? Third string tight ends are going for 20 yards. Fullbacks are going for 15 yards. I can't, can't take it. As, as a Packers fan, it's literally what I've lived this season. So like, I, I feel your pain. Checkdowns run for, you know, against the Packers, checkdowns run for like 25 yards and, and uh, six people attempt to tackle him and miss. So like, I, you know. I, can, I just can, can we real quick? I, I, I don't know because I don't know if Matt saw them, but I want Matt to be here for this conversation. We had two nominees in the same game for what might be 
two of the craziest catches we've seen all year. Yeah. And it happened in the Dallas Minnesota game. Expecting <laughs> oh, places. Ad, I know, right? Adam Thielen had an unbelievable, like one-handed, hold it against his helmet, toe drag touchdown. Uh-huh. And then CD Lamb had like a I don't even know how to describe it. It was like he was he- running like a corner post, and the ball was like behind him and to the right. And he somehow like twisted his body and like managed to get two hands on it while running in the opposite direction that the ball was thrown. The man straight up did a lean back, got his feet up off the ground and then like bent back to the ball and grabbed it. It was, it was wild. It was nuts. Did a full, like it was on the wrong shoulder and he spun to get a position on it. Yeah. He's an amazing player, but like, why did Dallas draft him? You know, I don't know, man. But they don't win. They, they don't win the game without him. Hold on. Can can we just? I tried to tell you guys, Corey. Corey doesn't respect the NFC East. But can we just talk about how we had a week? All right. I understand the Giants didn't play. All right. Yeah. Like whatever. The Giants didn't play. They did win last week. Whatever. But we had a week where Dallas won and Washington won. And there is a four, basically a four-way tie <laughs> in the NFC East. High contention. With all, with so all, disgusting. All four teams are at three wins, man. Is this the worst division in NFL history yet? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Absolutely. And that dude, that fucking tie. Mike Greenberg on ESPN's Get Up is so... He, he is going to be like, oh my god, like just tickled by like I told you guys I told you that tie was going to come in favor of, of of for the Eagles like that tie was not a loss so but here's like okay here is here are the here are the some of the statistics for the for the NFC East right so they're home so they're three they're, they're three six and one and then three teams are three and seven on the road on the road okay the NFC East has combined on the road for three and 16. They are three and 16 away from their home stadiums. That's Amazing. disgusting. All, All right. four teams are in the negative point differential, right? Uh, except Washington is the lowest. They're only, uh, they're only negative 27. Uh, oh, then, like, only negative 27, but they're in last place technically because of tiebreakers. Uh, to put that into perspective, San Francisco is l- in last in the NFC West, and they have a plus four point differential. <laughs> Just to put that into perspective. Um, let's see here. Who's, who's, got, who's got some other really goofy point differentials? Oh, Buffalo is in first place in the AFC East, and their point differential is seven. Miami is in second, and their point differential is plus 62. So so that's fucking weird. Cleveland is in second in the north, and they have a negative point differential at negative 23. Baltimore is at plus 73, and they're in third. Dude, this year is weird, man. Yeah, it is. This year is wild. God. Football. Taking losses at the wrong time. 
Yeah, dude, football in 2020 is 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 wild, man. So, but anyway, we still talk about football on the world ending. Well, yeah, you know, lucky lucky us. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else that happened today that we want to talk about? But Pittsburgh won, but that's like I'm not really. That wasn't much. There wasn't much to talk about. They pretty much kicked the shit out of. Kick the shit I, think, I think that in and of itself is something to talk about. They didn't play down to their opponent for one. They, well, they did for like a quarter. They, I, I mentioned it before you got here, Matt, that the, the story of that Pittsburgh game for anybody that didn't watch is Jacksonville had a good opening drive where they kicked a field goal. Pittsburgh basically dominated the game from that point. In the third quarter, Pittsburgh tried to come out and run the ball and they couldn't because they can't run the ball. And but it didn't matter because Jacksonville couldn't move the ball against Pittsburgh's defense. And then in the fourth quarter, Ben Roethlisberger was like, fuck it. We can't th- run the ball. Let's just throw it. And he threw two more touchdowns. God damn, James Conner had his best game of the year against one of the worst teams. He had 88 <laughs> yards on the ground. God, I don't know dude. If anything to brag about. But. No, it's not. And the thing that sucks is like it's not like Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell appear to be any better, right? That it makes you because we've seen all of these players have like good games in the past, so it makes you wonder if there's been offensive line changes that just have kind of fucked their run blocking a bit. Um, I don't know, man. I just think that the run blocking just hasn't been very good. Like the pass blocking for, I think Pittsburgh's got one of like the top five pass blocking offensive lines in the NFL. I mean, they do. I talked about it the other day on the show. Um, and like, out, yeah, I was going to say outside of like that one, the opening day game against the giants where Benny Snell ran for a hundred yards. There hasn't been. And then the Cleveland game, there hasn't been like an impressive Pittsburgh running game. It's literally just been Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, and then occasionally, um, occasionally Juju Smith Schuster and Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron's played really good too. Like these pass catching options for Pittsburgh are just like insane. Like they're they're just if they're not in the conversation for like one of the best groups in the NFL, I don't know. Who is? They're certainly up there. So that's pretty much it. That's that's all I really have to say about Pittsburgh. Their defense, the defense played really well. I mean, you should against the Jaguars. Um, Joe Hayden got knocked out, but he tweeted and saying that he was fine. Um, that he's not going to have any problems. Um, same with Juju. I think think his only problem is he's Joe Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Occasionally, he remembers that he's Joe Hayden. Um, so, this was Alvin Kamara's first game that he didn't record a catch in ever. Yeah. Well, like since he started playing in the NFL, it's fucking nuts. That's wild. And that's be the Alvin Kamara show. It's the Taysom Hill show. Yeah, like I, <laughs> and the Mike and the Michael Thomas show. Michael Thomas showed up. Yeah, I was I was wrong today because I thought like that, especially since Michael Thomas has had a slow start since he came back, that it was going to be him that uh, kind of 
gets the short end of the stick on the Saints offense, but it was and I thought Kamara would probably play a bigger role, but it was reversed. Kamara right. did have a decent game running the ball though. He had the touchdown. I think he still had like forty yards and Latavius Murray had most of the regular ball carrying workload. Well, we talked about Atlanta a number of weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago because they were on their bye. That their run defense has gotten... I mean, their run defense wasn't terrible before Dan Quinn got fired, but their run defense has been one of the top units since Dan Quinn was fired. So it's tough to run the ball against Atlanta. So... But shocker, it's still not that hard to throw the ball against them, especially when you have Michael Thomas. So... And Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders had a good game, too. It seems like he's finally getting a hang. It took him a while. Yeah. Like, apparently, Sean Payton's sister. So what are our thoughts of the Monday night game? Since the next time we will be, we'll be talking, it'll be probably Wednesday. Any, anybody got any strong feelings? Is this going to be the the defensive struggle that everybody thinks it's going to be, or the pack or the Buccaneers just going to roll the Rams. Now Goff sucks against pressure and Brady's too slow to get out of pressure's way. If both teams blitz a lot, you are going to have that defensive showdown. By the way, the Rams defense is not being talked about as like one of the best units in the NFL. And the reason there aren't, they aren't getting talked about is because they don't have the flashy turnovers and big plays that the Ravens and the Steelers do. But the Rams' defense has been insanely good from an efficiency standpoint. And, you know, One they play classic Bills defenses. Yeah, like they, they bend, they don't break. They don't give up big plays. They don't give up, you know, anything easy. Aaron Donald is just incredible. And, I mean, I think there's also a chance that Ali Marpet may not play for the Buccaneers, which will be... Absolutely massive if he doesn't play because that's that's where Aaron Donald's going to be. So we'll see. And if anything, Tom Brady does not deal well with pressure going up the middle. So yep, I I don't know. I I think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very fascinating game. Um, but I think it is. I'm actually like. Yeah, Bucks. I agree. I just don't. I don't know. We'll see if Tom Brady is feeling tired because it's after his bedtime. (laughs) Dude, they played bad on the other Monday night game. They played real bad against the Giants. They did. And they played, obviously, they played like shit in that other primetime against the Saints. They've not looked good in primetime this week. And they played shit against the Bears in primetime. Wow. You're right. They're like over in primetime games. As far as like pl- like being impressive, they've they've been bad. It's been in their heads. Uh, Bruce Arians has had them practice at night all week under the lights. Oh, see that that just see, I don't think that helps because I just think that's further like ingraining it into your brain. Like, man, we haven't played well at night. We haven't played well in primetime. Like, all that's yep, doing just gonna, is just, just going to eat at them. Yeah, I don't think that helps at all. But yeah, okay. I'm gonna go watch it. All right, hey, Matt. Matt bye. I think. Bye, guys. Bye, Matt. Yep. yep.
I think that's it, though. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? Carson Wentz sucks. Yeah. Carson, uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz sucks. Thank you all for Give Chubb the ball at goal line more. Give Chubb the ball more, period. Right. I, good. I know that I know that I know that Hunt had that really impressive like diving touchdown, but I'm pretty sure there was a point where he had like negative 17 yards rushing. And like not to say not to say I mean I know I mean he's really good. Kareem Hunt's really good, but like I feel like there should be a somewhat of a hot hand like thing going on in Cleveland. I don't think it should be this like 50-50 split, especially when one of them is being bottled up as much as Hunt was being bottled up. Okay, Shanahan. It's true, though. It's literally true. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, like, if you went with the hot hand all the time, you'd never get the ball out of Chubb's hands. That might be true. <laughs> He's really good. Uh, What else happened? Like, is there anything else? Oh, we're doing the uh, Fad Pod fixes the NFC East this off season. Oh yeah, yeah. We this off, we're, we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it once the the uh, the season is over. Corey has designated all of us teams, and we're each going to try to fix our own uh, self assigned NFC East team. I yeah, think was, you got. I, I have the Giants. Yeah. What was it again? You have the Giants. You're going to be coaching the Giants. Uh, okay. Justin's going to try to restore the Cowboys' offensive line to its former glory. Matt's going to lead Doug Peterson back to the way of the Reed, and then I'm going to draft some offensive talent for the. Washington football team. Okay. Yeah, look forward to that. Oh, and as we as we wrap things up probably, we're going to do we're we're going to give you we normally don't do this, but we discussed it in the group chat and we've all agreed that on Wednesday we are going to sign an apology letter. We've talked about signing apology letters. We're going to sign one. So stay tuned to that on on Wednesday. Yep. So and with that, make sure you follow us on Twitter at FAT. If you want to give us money for the content that we do, if you appreciate it that much, go to patreon.com slash FAT money to keep the lights on. Right now we are <laughs> literally <laughs> just keeping the lights on. So I, okay, Justin's not even keeping the lights on. No, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't even able to up. keep the lights on last week, man. <laughs> I smell. I was going to make a joke about that, of how, like, you literally could not keep your lights on the other day. It wasn't your fault, but, like, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, bad storm up here in good old Akron, Ohio. It was not fun. But yeah, so you know, help me not lose power again. I promise your money would do that. Yep, that's what that's what the that's what your money's gonna do. So with that, we'll talk to y'all Wednesday. I love you. I don't.